0: Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I am your host reading today for you. Um, today is episode 15.4 and we're reading John chapter 6 and there's a lot in here. Uh, it's a bit, it's um, a lot to dive into today. So just giving you uh, a little <clears throat> fair warning. It's a little long. So, um, so thank you for joining me today. Uh, I'm so blessed uh as always um and i'm so happy that you were able to take a few minutes out of your very busy schedule i'm sure to uh to dig in and read uh from god's word god's autobiography just like i always say although i haven't said that in a long time but it is god's autobiography uh i said that on the very first day that uh Jeremiah and I did our first podcast, and uh, I coined that phrase because this is exactly uh, God's story, and uh, so written through man, but by God. So he made sure that everything that was in here was what he wanted in here because it was his story. So um, so we're going to go ahead and dive into uh, Chapter 6, uh, but be, not before we start out in prayer as uh, we always do. So uh, let's, uh, let's start out in prayer. Heavenly, heavenly, holy God, we are eternally grateful to you. And we're so thankful that you love us so much, even though we don't deserve it. And we thank you for um, providing for us. We we're, thank you for providing this manual, this life manual to tell us how we should live our lives according to your will. Lord, we're so uh, blessed uh, every day to be able to dig in, read your word and uh, learn a little bit more about you. We're most uh, thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus, your only son who sacrificed his life on the cross for us. Um, His spotless blood, his pure and spotless blood was spilt for us and we're so unworthy of it. So we thank you for that gift. That we gladly receive we're also thankful for um what you provide for us before we even know you know our needs um and we're just uh in awe of what you can do for us so lord um we're just thankful and uh and grateful there's no other words to describe it Lord, thank you for those that are listening out there or watching the video um, I just pray blessings over each one of them and their families. Lord, uh, help them to dig in and, and do their own research and to, to, to have their own relationship with you. And I pray that this is a, a good tool for them uh, to help them and to keep them on track. I know it's five days a week. And uh, Lord, I just hope that uh, they're staying on target and listening and watching and underlining and, and learning your history and what, God, uh, what Jesus wants us to do. Lord, we ask you to uh, order our steps today and always, but help us to focus on what uh, the immediate needs are that we need to do for today in accordance to what your will is. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are on episode 15.4, and this is John. Chapter six, after this, oh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. And Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. After he did the same with the fish, afterward he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled twelve baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do the, this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Jesus walks on water. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. But he called out to them, Don't be afraid. I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. Jesus, the bread of life. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberius landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign. If you want us to believe in you, what can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, Stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Sorry, circled something as it was as it is written in the scriptures, they will be they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father. Only I, who was sent from God, have seen him. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ain't manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said, again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die, as your ancestors did even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many disciples desert Jesus. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said to I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the only, you are the holy one of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil he was speaking of Judas son of Simon Iscariot one of the 12 who would later betray him okay that was a lot i told you it was right from the beginning um so uh the first story uh the story the first part of this is about Jesus uh, feeding the uh, 5,000. And we know that it was more than 5,000 because those were just the men alone. That didn't include the women and the children. Uh, they kept following him wherever he went because uh, they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Excuse me. Um, and of course, Jesus sees what's going on. He tests Philip, uh, even though he knows that he's going to be you know, feeding the 5,000. And uh, Jesus takes the uh, loaves, gives thanks to God, and distributes the uh, food to the people. Um, we read this in other chapters before us that uh, this is how we should model uh, our thanks when we are eating. Um, and, you know, before you eat, you always say, you know, thank you, God, for the food. Um, And I believe that that is what he's doing here. He's modeling this for us. And then the uh, people saw him do this this miraculous sign. Surely he's the prophet we have been expecting. And of course, Jesus slips away because he sees that they are looking for a king. They're looking for a warrior. And that's that's not Jesus. Uh, Jesus is not the warrior. He's a servant. And he's here to serve the people, not in a military way. So uh, then Jesus' disciples, uh, this is how Jesus walks on water. Now, this is funny to me, not funny, but um, it's such a tiny little paragraph. Now, I look backwards and I saw that I believe that Matthew is the only one that actually has the story of Peter getting out of his boat, getting out of his comfort zone, starts to walk on the water, starts to do the clear path towards Jesus. Then he gets scared and starts to worry let's you know things get into his head and he starts to sink and of course Jesus you know grabs him and gets him in the boat and saves him so you know how many times have we done that you know we get out of our comfort zone we start doing what we're supposed to do and then you know Satan gets in your head and he starts telling you that you can't do it and you know he starts feeding you the lies you start to doubt yourself and then you fall out of the boat Um, it's, it's human. It's just a human thing. And, you know, it's, and it's hard to overcome. Trust me. I'm the queen of, you know, listening to Satan and his lies. So, um, but I find it interesting that they see him walking. They'd already gone out three or four miles. Now, I don't know how big this lake is, but three or four miles is pretty far. And, uh, and then Jesus is walking on and they were terrified and again, terrified, I don't always know that it's... Uh, well, I guess it is because he says, don't be afraid, I am here. But uh, another word that they use uh, in other versions is uh, he, they're in awe um, of. But in this particular thing, I think they think he's a ghost. So. But again, Jesus says, just like the angels said to the shepherds, don't be afraid, I am here. Don't, don't be afraid. It's all good. Um, then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. Now, why this doesn't discuss how Peter gets out of the boat? I don't know. I don't know why John doesn't mention that part of the story. Then Jesus continues on to talk about how he is the bread of life. Um, I find it interesting that these people are following Jesus everywhere. they the, they decide they they realize that the disciples had, Taken the boat, but Jesus wasn't with them. So then they got into their boats and went across to Capernaum. I mean, they're like hunting this guy down. They want to be so close to him and find him. Now, what I don't get is how they have all this time on their hands because somebody's got to work, but they seem to have all the time in the world to go follow Jesus. It's amazing to me. Um, But anyway, uh, so Jesus says... I tell you the truth you want this is in 26 I want you want to be with me because I fed you not because you understand the miraculous signs and then he says spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the son of man can give you Uh, don't be so worried about you know food because God's going to take care of you Um, so and God has given me the seal of his approval and then they're saying well we want to do you know these great works for for God too and I've, this is very, to me, a very pertinent statement. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. That's all you have to do is believe. Believe and have faith in Jesus. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do, you know, you can't earn your way into heaven. You, you, it's a gift. And it's, God sent Jesus to die on the cross in order to save us from ourselves and from our sins. And so there is nothing in this world that you can possibly do to earn your way to heaven. You can't be good enough because we are all across the board sinners. No matter what you've done, we're all sinners. I'm a sinner, everybody, you can't help it. It's human nature. You cannot help what we are. There are no perfect people. And so, You can't earn your way into heaven is what God is saying here, what Jesus is saying here. All God wants you to do is just believe in Jesus. Profess it with your mouth. Have it in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. That is what he's saying here. So uh, then to move down to, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. Uh, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they're like, give us this bread. Um, And he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those who have given me, however... Those the Father has given to me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I've come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. So again, he's reiterating what we read in the last chapter, I think it was, or two chapters ago, that it's God's will. God's will be done. That's what's going on here. Jesus is not doing what he wants to do, because if he wants—if he was doing what he wanted to do, he'd probably be hightailing it out of there, because he knows what's coming. But you know, Jesus is the son of God and he knows that this is the will of God and he knows what's gonna happen and he knows after when he's died and gone, he goes to heaven, he knows this. So um, then uh, the people are like, wait a minute, isn't this Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph? Isn't this the guy that we knew from before? How can he say he came down from heaven? It's like, oh my gosh, people are just not getting it. Stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and uh, at the last day, I will raise them up. He says that like four times. He says, uh, on the last day, I will raise you up. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but to me, I'm wondering if he is if he's going into revelation, you know, prophesying you know, about the last day, up until the last day, he's going to keep raising people up. Uh, As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the father, only I who was sent from God has seen him. Um, And again, he says it again, I am the bread of life. Uh, Your ancestors ate manna from heaven in the wilderness. Anyone who eats the bread from, I'm sorry. Yes, your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. And then they're arguing about it again. And he says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. Again, you know, he's maybe alluding to, you know, the last day, uh, you know, after, you know, all is said and done. Um, And then many of, okay, so they're having a hard time understanding this. This is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? You know, if you don't read your Bible and if you don't study it and you don't really, you know, pray about it, it is hard to understand. But I think that once you start getting into it, you start to understand it more and more. Uh, That is exactly what I have found. You know, I was scared. I didn't want to open up the Bible. It was, you know, somebody had given me a new King King James, um, uh, the King James Version, and that's a tough read it really is and uh and god bless anybody who has read it or did read it and they and it's their bible and that's what they understand um it's clear to them I think that's awesome I found it difficult uh the the verbiage the language the the way it was written it's hard for me to read these translations for me is a little easier to understand and to comprehend so um you know whatever you feel comfortable with is what you should be reading so um and then uh many at this point you know after uh, jesus jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe and he knew who would betray him um then he said that is why i said that people can't come to me unless the father gives them to me so you know god points them in that direction he he puts it in your heart and you know points you in that direction then you either go in that direction or you you don't. You know, it's one way or the other. Then Jesus says, "I chose the twelve of you, but one of you is the devil." And he's talking about Judas. So, so it's coming. You know, pretty soon. Uh, Simon, son of Simon, Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would betray him later. So, you know, this whole. This whole chapter to me was just, uh, was Jesus pointing us in the direction of, you know, he's the bread of life. He's going to raise us up on the last day. You have to believe, you know, this is the only work Jesus told them, verse 29, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one who has sent, uh, who he has sent. Believe in Jesus. That's, it's pretty simple. Believe in Jesus. Three words uh so that's it for today uh that was really awesome i I really enjoyed reading that and i as again i always get a little snippet new of something that god's trying to tell us and so i hope i hope i didn't get too uh too preachy on you it's not my intention um i'm just reading it interpreting it the way i believe that that's god's trying to tell us and again um you know if If I'm saying that something, you know, not correct, please, please let me know because uh, I'm always interested to hear uh, from y'all. So you can either email us at um, leapoffaithpodcast.org or uh, you can make take and write a little message under the Facebook page or uh, I think there's comments on the YouTube uh, channel. Um, However you want to communicate, we'll try to you know I haven't gotten on the YouTube channel maybe I should go take a look at that but anyway um, uh, I'm just blessed that I get to do this for you and I'm just so grateful uh, for anybody out there who's listening to this I hope that this gets out there I hope it starts spreading I hope that uh, this is a tool for uh, anybody who feels like it's hard to read the Bible because it's it's not it's really not hard you just set aside you know, these have been typically running about 30 minutes. I've really tried to keep them shorter, but this happened to be a a really long um, uh, chapter that we read through. So um, so uh, in, in the theme of today of uh, what God wants us to do is to believe in Jesus. That's the only work that you have to do. Um, he's not saying you shouldn't do things for the kingdom, and he's not saying you shouldn't, you know, be part of a ministry or do some kind of work for the kingdom. Um, that's just like extra stuff, but the only thing you, what he requires of us is to believe in our hearts, to profess it with our mouths that Jesus is your Lord and savior. And I'm going to leave you in that prayer. Like I do every day. If you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if you haven't made a decision to follow him, um, uh, this is your moment to, uh, to decide to do that. And if you do decide, please let us know because uh, we want to celebrate with you. Don't you know don't keep it to yourself. So um, so I'm going to go ahead and pray the prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your Son Jesus. It is his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and choose to follow him and live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Celebrate. Mark it in your Bible that today was the day. uh, I think I've told you April 12, nineteen ninety. Four was uh was the year that I uh I got saved and gave my life to Jesus uh, so it's been um a, an evolution um, and I don't like to use that word but I have uh, become a stronger Christian I have become uh, a stronger believer I've surrounded myself with people who are uh, like-minded who uh, are my prayer partners. Um, you know, I, I don't have a big circle, but I have a circle that I know that people who are praying for me um, and I know that and I pray for them um, and God is good. God is faithful and he's so wonderful and he gets all the glory all the time. That's what we do. We give him the glory because he is so faithful to us. And, you know, sometimes you've got to give him, you know, like in advance glory. So and, and give him the praise. So uh, get to a church, get to a pastor, get to somebody who can help you get to the next level. On that note, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is uh, that you're actually sitting here listening to me. And uh, Jeremiah will be with us in two days. So uh, until then, God bless you and have a great day. Thank you.